the results of justification. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. God has revealed his righteousness to us through the gospel of Christ, according to Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. He offers it to all as a free gift. Everyone that will have faith in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection will be justified. Justification simply means one who is declared righteous. To be made righteous is to be right, or to be in the right, to be right in the eyes of God. It is to be made the righteousness of God in Christ, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21. The world does the opposite of believing. Instead, the world holds holds the truth in unrighteousness, according to Romans 1.18. In other words, they hold it in their own works that are not right. Therefore, unbelievers aren't declared righteous. Romans 3 uh, declare that none of us are righteous and none of us do good, according to Romans 3, verse 10 through 12. How then could any of us be righteous? The answer is in Christ. Romans 3.22 says, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, Christ fulfilled the righteousness of the law. He is righteous and does good. Those that will take God at his word and believe in his son, that he died for them, will receive as a gift from God the righteousness of God. Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners, to declare God's righteousness so that God may be just and the justifier of the one that believes in Jesus. Romans 4 declares for us that righteousness is reckoned to those who believe him, not to the person that works. So now what? What does it mean to be justified by faith? What are the results of justification? First, since we believed God that Christ died for our sins, was buried, and rose again from the dead, we are now justified or declared righteous. The result of our faith in God is justification. We were declared righteous in Christ. Second, now that we are justified by faith, we now have peace with God. We are no longer enemies of God, treasuring our wrath against the day of wrath, according to Romans 2.5. We have been reconciled to God. In Romans 5.10, it says, For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. God did his part when he was in Christ, uh, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, as Second Corinthians 5.19. God sent his Son, and he fully paid the price for our sins and declared the righteousness of God. His work is finished. It is complete. He left us with the word of reconciliation to take to the world and beseech people, you know, literally beg people or pray that people will believe this message, that they would individually reconcile themselves to God. The way that people do that is to believe the gospel. When we believe the gospel, we become reconciled to God in one body, according to Ephesians 2.16. We become joined to Christ, to the body of Christ. Ephesians 2 verse 14 says, For he, that is Christ, is our peace. 
who hath made both one, that is both Jew and Gentile, one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Having, and then verse 15 continues on, having abolished in his flesh the enmity. In the end of verse 16, having slain the enmity thereby. It was by the cross that he made peace, Colossians 1.20 says. We have peace with God, the Father, because he sees us in his Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Third, not only do we have peace with God through Jesus Christ our Lord, but we also have access into this into the grace that we stand in. Our standing in Christ is perfect, is complete, as Colossians 2.10 says, and ye are complete in him. We are justified by faith, we have peace with God, we stand in the grace of God, God has made us to stand in his Son, we have the hope of the glory of God, and therefore we can rejoice in that, as Romans 5.2 says. We are reconciled to God. We are no longer in Adam, but in Christ. Romans 5, verse 12 through 21 says, All believers have that hope of being delivered or saved from wrath through him. Romans 5, 9 says, and then Romans 5, 10 says, We shall be saved by his life. According to Second Thessalonians in verse 13 and verse 14, it says, God has chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Colossians 3.4, it says, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. However, our present state is still here on this earth. We are still waiting for the sun to appear in the air and for us to be caught up to meet him there. That's why God has also given us the ability, ability to access into this grace wherein we stand. We access by Christ and by faith. It's of course by Christ that we have access in the first place, but then we have access to the grace of God any time by faith. Since we are justified by faith, we then also access what we have in Christ by faith too. You can uh, compare that with Galatians chapter 2 verse 16 and verse 20 uh, where it says, you know, we're justified by the faith of Christ. We shall also live by the faith of the Son of God as well. Uh, Romans 10 verse 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Ephesians 5.18 tells us to be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but but be filled with the Spirit. Then in Colossians 3.16, we're told to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. 2 Timothy 2.15 tells us to study the word of truth, rightly divided, so that we may be approved workmen. 2 Corinthians 6.4 tells us that we should be approving ourselves as the ministers of God. So we are to study the word, hear it, and then believe it. And that's how we access what we have in Christ. We, we do it by faith. Uh, that's how we access what we have in Christ. We walk by faith, not by sight. We are then able to access what we have in Christ in order to help us as we wait for this Lord to come back so that we can be those approved workmen that God wants us to be. 
in Romans chapter 5, in verses 3 through 5, it says, Not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. In Romans uh, 5, verses 3 and 4, it continues to say that we glory in tribulations. Uh, why? Because we know that tribulations work, works patience, and patience works experience, and experience works hope. As we wait to appear with Christ in glory, we are to glory in tribulations right now. Tribulations help us to know Christ more. Philippians 3.10 tells us that um, Paul prayed that he may know he says that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. In Philippians 2 verse 5, we're told to have the mind of Christ. Christ, Christ died for sinners and he died for his enemies. According to Romans 5 verse 8 and 10, we are to forgive others just as Christ forgave us. Colossians 3 verse 13 Romans 12, verse 14, tells us to bless them that persecute you, bless and curse not. Colossians 1, verse 24, Paul rejoiced in his sufferings that he suffered on behalf of the church, the body of Christ. Therefore, we too should rejoice in the sufferings that we go through, especially if it might further the gospel. 2 Timothy 1, 8 tells us, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. All of this doesn't mean that we have to be always looking for tribulation you know, to happen to us all the time. Just know that if we live godly, and we should, we will suffer persecution, as Second Timothy 3.12 says. We will be faced with tribulations and temptations, but... What tribulations do is teach us to be patient. As uh, 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 6 tells us, the Thessalonians, the church at Thessalonica, had received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. Verse 9 says they turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And then verse 10 says, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Patience then produces experience. Like with pretty much everything, experience is often the, the best teacher in learning a new skill or craft. Learning by trial and error is often best. Through experience, we learn how to do something better the next time. We learn what things to avoid. Tribulations are for us to test ourselves and for God to test us. Now, we can be thankful that we will be saved from the wrath to come and don't have to go through the tribulation Israel is to go through. As Romans 5 said, we will be saved from wrath through him. That future time will be a time of testing for the Israel of God. That time is called the time of Jacob's trouble, as Jeremiah 30 verse 7 says. However, even in the dispensation of the grace of God, we still suffer tribulations. It's still a testing but nothing like what Israel will go through. Now, it's important to note concerning our perfect standing in Christ that we are already 
that we are already approved unto God. It happened the moment we believed the gospel. As Ephesians 1 6 says, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. That is, he has made us accepted in Christ. But concerning our present state, as we wait for the Son, we are to be we are to be presently, like Paul did, approving ourselves as the ministers of God. And we are to do it in all things. The all things in Second Corinthians six four are reference to all the tribulations and sufferings that um, that Paul went through, and we may or may not go through as well. Um, they're listed in Second Corinthians six, verse five through ten. In Colossians chapter one, Paul rejoiced in his sufferings for the sake of the body of Christ. That's Colossians one, verse twenty-four, so that he would accomplish what God c called him to do, which was. As verse 27 says, make known, this Colossians 1 verse 27, which was to make known was the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then verse 28 of chapter 1 continues on to say that he was willing to suffer in order to make this mystery known to us, in order to present every man perfect in Christ, Christ Jesus. So that was the end goal, the purpose to present every man perfect in Christ. If we do what God has called us to do in this dispensation of grace, which is to preach the gospel and the mystery of the gospel or the secret of the gospel, as Ephesians 6.19 says, in order to present every man perfect in Christ, then we will be approved ministers of God in our own ministry as we wait for the Son. We are to be presenting the gospel so that more people may believe it and be made perfect in Christ the very moment they first trust Christ as their Savior. And then we will be able to say in the end, like Paul did in 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Experience then produces in us hope. It gets us to remember and rejoice in the hope that we have in Christ, our hope can help us to stop focusing on ourselves while on the earth, and instead it can help us to focus on our attention up above. As Colossians 3, verse 1 and 2 says, Seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. God has provided us a way to escape each temptation that we face, according to 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. Hope is defined for us in Philippians 1.20 as an earnest expectation. It's a guarantee. While he gives us a way to escape each temptation right now, ultimately that way of, of escape is when we are caught up to meet him in the air. We can earnestly expect this to happen, for God is faithful. This hope makes us not ashamed. Why? As Romans chapter 5 verse 5 continues on to say, it's because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. We have both Paul and Abraham in the book of Romans as our examples of not being ashamed, of ones who, are not, who, are, who were not ashamed. Paul declared in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, that he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He knew that it is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believeth. 
Abraham wasn't ashamed of God's promise to him. It says that in verse 3 of chapter 4, that he believed God. And then verse 18 of that same chapter, he says, who against hope believed in hope. And God has shown his love towards us when he sent us his son to die for us. When we believed the gospel, we received hope. We received the Holy Ghost. And Galatians 4, 6 says, And because ye are sons, God had, have sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. This hope makes us not ashamed, because concerning our standing in Christ, we know that we are made the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, We know we've been reconciled to God, and we know that we are complete in Christ and made perfect. Colossians 1.28 and chapter 2 verse 10. In Christ we have justification of life. Romans 5 and verse 18. The rest of Romans chapter 5 explains for us the difference between being in Adam Versus being in Christ. Romans 5.12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Adam sinned, and then we all sinned. We, we are all sinners, therefore death passed upon all men. Since Adam sinned, and therefore many be dead, as Romans 5.15 continues on to say, and so in verse 18 says, And so the judgment is upon all men, to condemnation. But the good news, or the gospel, is that through another man, that is the Son of God himself, that is Jesus Christ our Lord, came to us, came to us by him eternal life. In verse 15 says that the grace of God and the gift, which is justification, the gift which came by grace, came by Jesus Christ. The person that receives abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ, verse 17 says. Romans 5, verse 19 says that many shall be made righteous because of Christ. We are taken out of Adam and put into Christ at the very moment we first trusted in Christ as our Savior, knowing who we are in Christ, that we are justified by faith and have life in him, and that will help us to serve God as we wait for Jesus Christ, our Lord, to appear again. In conclusion, because we believed God that he rose his own son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, from the dead, we then are now declared righteous before God. We are justified by faith. Since we are justified, we then also have peace with God, we are no longer enemies. We've been reconciled to God. It's all because of Christ. It's through what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross that we can have eternal life in him and with the Father. We also have access by faith into the grace that we stand in. Knowing that we stand in Christ before God as justified, his grace will help us to serve him as we wait for the Son from heaven. We learn to glory in tribulations, knowing that it produces patience, and patience produces experience, and experience produces hope. We learn to keep preaching the cross and the mystery, which is the one body, because it's what gave us our hope in the first place. You know, it's what saved us. 
it's the word of reconciliation that God has given to us to make known to the world so that more people may believe it and be made perfect in Christ. Hope makes, makes us not ashamed because what God has promised to us, that is the hope of eternal life, as Titus, Titus 1 verse 2 and 3 says, we know that he's able to perform. Let all of God's saints rejoice in hope of the glory of God. If you haven't believed yet, do so now. Believe that Jesus Christ our Lord died for your sins, was buried, and rose again the third day. If you believe, then you will be justified by faith. If you believe, you will have peace with God and will be able to rejoice with other believers in hope of the glory of God, because you will be made perfect in Christ. Thank you for listening.